0: Hey, good morning, you guys. i got to just start by saying it's a real honor and privilege to be a part of this church. You guys are such a blessing. i um, going to get emotional about it, but um, <laughs> it's just been a beautiful morning of worship. Um, yeah, just in every every stage, it's been, been very beautiful. Um, so I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you guys for letting me be a part of this, and I'm excited to share with you guys today um, just what... The Lord has to say to us. So, in this series, we have been um, just walking through the marks of the church, Um, titled "This X Um, X Marks the Spot." I guess if we want to go on a treasure hunt um, for what the what the church is about. But um, yeah, so we've been talking through just what are the what are the marks of this church? What do we see are the marks of of the church as a whole? What is what is God's plan for the church? What is His design? of the church. And so that's what we've been walking through. We started out talking about intentional incarnation, um, just the way that Jesus came to dwell among us. In that same way, he inspires us to dwell in our communities, to be a part of the heart of this place, Um, or whatever community you find yourself in. he, He drives us and inspires us to be at the very heart of it, expressing his love. We also talked about reckless love and just that we see the most eloquent articulation of the gospel is a love that gives itself away. So those are the two things that that we've talked about so far. And um, this morning, we're going to talk about radical hospitality and something that's super um, close to my heart. And I'm just excited to to talk about some radical hospitality this morning. As we get started, let's pray together. God, we are grateful that um, we just get to come together in community, as as a part of this, just this worship experience, God, you lead each and every step of the way, and God, we just, we trust that you will continue to guide our hearts this morning, and open us to what you want to say to us, um, just to lead us, to lead us in, um, in your ways, God, and God, I just pray that you open us to what radical things that you might call us to today, as we, as we just explore what your word says, and how it, um, how it drives us. So God, we love you. We give you this time in your precious name. Amen. So yes, I am preaching from my iPhone this morning. It's just another step in the dependency on this thing. is um, <laughs> extremely dangerous. Um, but just um, two words. It is not at all about being trendy. It's about how my printer is packed up in a box somewhere. And I couldn't print my notes. <laughs> so... Um, and for those of you who may would, um, think about maybe sending me a text in the middle of this, just to, you know, see if you can throw me off, two words, airplane mode. <laughs> Don't even think about it. So, radical hospitality. You might say, uh, Justin, hospitality is not distinctively Christian. And I would say, yes, but... <laughs> um, But, I mean, the the matter of fact is that the hospitality industry um, is actually a contributor of about $1.3 trillion um, each year to our nation's economy. Um, It provides about 7.7 million jobs in the country and makes up about 8% of our average GDP. Um, So for all of you economic nerds out there, can um, embrace that. So, the hospitality industry obviously, not distinctively Christian, but it does, does exist out there. Um, hospitality obviously, we live here in Chapel Hill, also known as the southern part of heaven. Um, so, maybe we know a little something about hospitality. But I would challenge you to say that hospitality, radical hospitality, is, is maybe more than just sweet tea and a front porch conversation. Um, hospitality reaches beyond, um, beyond what, we, what we expect, I guess. People come to the south and expect hospitality, right? Sometimes they turn around and go back north. But um, there's this ex- expectation of, of southern hospitality um, that is a beautiful thing. But I say that there is something more. There's something deeper. In looking at something deeper, we are going to start um, today in Leviticus, Half of you fell asleep at the mention of the word. Leviticus, we are going to the Old Testament. So um, Leviticus 19, if you want to turn there or pull out your iPhone and use uh, your mobile Bible. Leviticus 19, 33 and 34. It says, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, do not mistreat them. That's a good word. The foreigner residing among you must be treated as your native born. Love them as yourself, for you were foreigners in Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So I read that, and it reminds me of like kindergarten 101, right? Don't talk to strangers. Anybody hear that? Is that just a product of the 80s thing? Yes, okay. Okay. don't talk to strangers It's like the, the first lesson that I can recall, like sticking in my mind from school, I think. But this challenges us to maybe look, look a little beyond that. Leviticus is calling out that kindergarten 101 and saying, maybe there's something more. So let's take a look at, at Leviticus and, and what, it, what it's saying to us. It's saying, when a foreigner resides among you in your land, oh. wait a minute. This is speaking to Israel. Moses is speaking God's word to the people of Israel as they're wandering in the desert. They have no land of their own. He's speaking to them as they are as they're wandering. They are, um, yes, yeah, so they're nomads. But God tells them He's just setting this up. When a foreigner resides in your land, do not mistreat them, but to invite them in. As one of your native-born, what does that mean to treat them as a native-born? What do we know about the people of Israel? They're God's children, right? They're God's chosen people. So that means that they're supposed to treat these foreigners, these strangers, as one of their own. That's to embrace these people as God's children. These speaking. To Israel, who is God's chosen people. And sometimes that ego could get a little inflated, right? If you're God's chosen people. Um, But he's saying you should treat others as God's chosen people. When they are dwelling among you, treat them just as you would want to be treated. I think we've heard that somewhere before. Love your neighbor (laughs) as yourself. So he does. He says, love them as yourself. And then he throws in this kicker. He says... Oh, remember Egypt when you were foreigners? How would you have wanted to be treated? That's how you should treat the strangers, the foreigners among you. So just in a quest of like, what is, what is this stranger? What is this foreigner? Um, taking a look at what um, the typical Greek word used um, in the Bible for stranger or for foreigner. It's the word Xenos. So, xenos means stranger or foreigner. So, looking at the word hospitality in the Greek, it is philo xenos. Philo xenos literally means lovers of strangers. Lovers of strangers. Love Chapel Hill. We have this t-shirt, right? It says Chapel Hill is for lovers. This is what we want to be about. And once something is printed on a t-shirt, it's memorialized in history forever, right? <laughs> so Chapel Hill is for lovers. This is exactly what we want to be, lovers of strangers. It makes me think of some stories of, of hospitality. This, this past Christmas, there were some um, major expressions of, of hospitality that made, made national news, right? People... We're actually going and paying um, the layaway for folks who might not be able to, to pay it. Do you remember this? So they actually went, and, and just as an expression of anonymous hospitality, um, people were actually paying off other people's Christmas presents. Just remarkable. Makes national headlines, right? Then there are expressions that don't necessarily make national headlines. Um, Matt and I had a good friend in seminary who... Um, just was inspired and at least on a weekly basis he would go to some of the rougher parts um, of lexington kentucky and basically go into their gas stations and just say hey can i clean your bathrooms literally this hospitality drives this but let me assure you that is not making national headlines cleaning other people's bathrooms the dirtiest places gas station bathrooms right right inspirational to me. Then there's, there's the ever-famous paying for somebody's food in the drive-thru behind you, right? It's a very cool expression, but don't try it here in Chapel Hill. We don't have drive throughs There's a law against drive-thrus. So, might I recommend... <laughs> yes, there are a couple that were grandfathered in. Those was generous of them. But if you want to start a business, you can't put a drive-thru, okay? Um, so, I might recommend Love Carborough, we do love Carborough. They do have drive throughs so go to Carborough and, and express this hospitality in that way. Um, but yes, we do love Carborough, just as a disclaimer. The name is Love Chapel Hill, but we love Chapel Hill and Carborough. So I was thinking about some of the ways that we as a church have, have expressed this hospitality, and just, just to name a few, um, because you guys are extremely creative and come up with things that we don't even know about— um, but one of them is, is something we've done called Free Franklin. Um, you know that we have, have, on a couple occasions, actually paid for parking all up and down Franklin Street for a whole day. Um, I think Matt has told the story before about the first time that we did that, actually going around with quarters and dropping them in the meters, which don't exist anymore. It's a little bit sad. Um, digital age, I guess. But um, So we'd actually go around and put quarters in the meters. Somebody just stopped us and we're like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Like, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So then we, we did do it in a more legal fashion a couple times. Um, <laughs> yes, free Franklin. Um, great expression of that. Also, strangely warm. You guys are just so generous in the way that you express hospitality and, and love and just giving, um, giving things away to help keep people warm um, through the winter. And um, just seeing that hospitality out on the street, actually handing people cups of hot chocolate as they're they're browsing through what's what's on the racks, it's just a beautiful picture um, of hospitality coming together. Some of you know on Tuesday nights we do um, a food delivery over to the the IFC Community Kitchen. We go um, to Trader Joe's who generously donates. Um, their food that's um, nearing expiration that they know they won't be able to sell in time. Um, so they donate it to um, the community kitchen. And we get to be a part of that just as, as a delivery driver. So if that's something that you'd like to be a part of, let us know. Um, but that is one of these ways that, that we express uh, this radical hospitality. And then there's grace on wheels. Um, some of you guys know about this as well. And just helping to provide for um, essential transportation needs around the triangle, whether folks have a doctor's appointment, um, a job interview, educational opportunities, just, um, grace on wheels is, is a way of expressing that radical hospitality and making it possible, um, for somebody to get there where they don't know how they're gonna, gonna make it there. Then Sunday mornings, I don't know if I can say enough about Sunday mornings and what you guys do, um, just to welcome people in, um, just the food out there that people bring in, they make at home with such love and care and bring it to share with anybody and everybody. The, the coffee, there's a lot of work that goes into that, and you guys make it possible. Um, even more than that, um, just the way that you engage people in conversation. Whether it's your first time here or your 120th time, because I think we're approaching that 120th Sunday, which is kind of cool as a church. Um, we want, want you to feel a part. We want you to feel at home here we want you to know that this is your place um and so each and every one of you is it's absolutely a part of of expressing that radical hospitality as we welcome people in um we don't want to know a stranger here we know friends and so thank you guys for all the ways that you do that um just expressing that radical hospitality as a lover of strangers so even more than all the things, and we could go on celebrating all of the things that, that is happening here, at Love Chapel Hill and at other churches um, across the country, the way that that is, is happening, that radical hospitality is being expressed, but it can't stop here. It moves us forward. And I would say to us that there is even something more than this. I'm going to dive into Matthew 25, um, verses 31 to 46. And so this is, this is a picture. Um, Jesus has just told a couple parables to the crowd. And he gets to this place where he speaks a prophetic word um, about the day of judgment. Which is always a scary thing to approach, the day of judgment. Um, but he speaks these words to us that, that tell us a little bit more about what true radical hospitality looks like. He says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him. He will separate the people one from another as the shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. I don't know what he has against goats. Goats are kind of cute. But this is the (laughs) distinction that's being made, right? Sheep and goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Listen to their response. The people that he is speaking to, the righteous, he says, will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? Or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did, For one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. It's a beautiful picture of this this radical hospitality. Each and every one of those things. Giving the food, giving the drink, giving clothes, inviting them in. This is a beautiful picture of what radical hospitality looks like. Then he goes on. And these are the most terrifying words in all of Scripture. Then he will say to those on his left, "Depart from me." Those are the scariest words. <laughs> Depart from me. To be apart from God's presence is the scariest thing that I can ever imagine. He said you who are cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me nothing. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes, and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't look after me. Mm. Think of the missed opportunities that I've had to express God's amazing love. What happens when we don't do that? So they will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? Or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. The depth of this, that command way back in Leviticus, coming to this place at the day of judgment. I think it's important to to just point out here that this radical hospitality, these expressions, the feeding, the giving drink, the giving clothes. These are not a way to salvation, but these are an expression of salvation. The expression of salvation that we get only through Christ Jesus. And so in in thinking about just the picture that we see in the comparison of of the two, those are on the right and on the left, there are three things that jump out to me about hospitality and, and what makes it radical. One, it's undeserved. I think about the hospitality industry as we talked about, right? That hospitality industry, that hospitality exists because you pay for it $1.3 trillion worth. That hospitality is deserved because somebody paid for it. It's also unexpected. It's not just Southern hospitality where we expect our sweet tea and a good conversation. It's also unending. This kind of, of hospitality, this radical hospitality, Jesus describes it as a way of life. It's not just, not just a one-time thing or, or special events where this happens. It's a way of life. We see that in, in that Matthew 25 passage. The people who were, who were giving, who were feeding, who were taking people in, they didn't even know really that they were doing it. It was a natural outflow of who they are. It's a natural outflow of, of their salvation that they had experienced. And experiencing that radical love of Christ, that reckless love that we talked about last week, it inspires and sends us out. Um, so it's a way of life that doesn't end. So if I were into saints, my crush on it, particular saint, if I could have, a, can you have a crush on a saint? I don't know. Um, my saint crush would be St. Patrick. Um, not because of all of his beautiful green, but um, because, because of his, um, his expression of this very thing. St. Patrick um, is responsible basically for spreading the gospel in all of Ireland. People celebrate many different things at St. Patrick's Day, but when it comes to St. Patrick's Day, this is what I'm celebrating, okay? So don't think I'm a fanatic when I'm wearing all the green. Um, But so St. Patrick, uh, the way that he really spread the gospel throughout Ireland is that he would go and he would start basically a monastic community. And we think of monastic communities as like people who are hauled up all to themselves just studying the Word of God every day and they don't speak or, you know, um, eat. I don't know what they do. But monastic communities, we have this weird like picture of their, their isolation, and that is true in some cases, but not at all in this one. They were a, ma- a monastic community that expressed the mission of God by inviting people in to be a part of it. So the random person in the community could come and be a part of this they didn't there wasn't a requirement to to meet you didn't have to believe certain things to be a part of it but you were just invited in into their community being one of them it invites this this question of which comes first belonging or believing the chicken or the egg but this belonging before believing you don't have to walk through these doors just Believing the right things, you don't to be a part of the church. That is not at all, the intent. But it's it's the expression of this radical hospitality that invites people and invites them in and enables them to experience that radical transformation that happens in coming to know the person of Christ Jesus and and what He did for us. So, my Saint Crush, Saint Patrick. Um, Saint Nicholas gets an honorable mention. I'm just saying. <laughs> Um, much, much of the same story in what he did. It is the radical hospitality, the true St. Nicholas, not the guy in the f- red suit, but the true St. Nicholas is that same expression um, of radical hospitality that landed him as the icon of Christmas today, apparently. Um, but when I think about St. Patrick and those communities, I um, can't help but think of a community that is actually just over in Durham. No, it seems like enemy territory, but it's not, I promise. Um, So, this place called Rootba House. If you haven't heard of it, I encourage you to go Google it. Um, Rootba, R U T B A, Rootba House. Um, It's much of this same type of community that we see St. Patrick starting all across Ireland. Just inviting people to come and be a part of this community that is at its very core and and centrally a part of daily practice, a Christian community, but especially here in in Rupa house it's that that same same situation in their homes um, so I should first say in starting it, they looked at basically the poorest most crime ridden neighborhood in all of Durham and decided to move there. <laughs> Um, and in, in doing so, is several people that have a few different houses living in Christian community. But in those houses, they have these things called Christ rooms. The rooms that are open for anybody to come and to be a part of, of the community. There's no real requirement for getting in, the doors are open, and they invite folks to be a part of that Christian community. This is a way of life for them day in and day out radical hospitality being expressed to everyone in that community and the strangers that come in among them, but they don't call them strangers. They see Christ in them. That's why they're called Christ rooms. They're that place inviting the least of these to come and be a part of it. So I encourage us as a church to look, explore the good old St. Patrick model Explore what is happening at Rupa House. They, they have opportunities for folks to go over and visit and just experience what they do. Um, just encourage us to, to look at that, to look at the possibilities and let's get creative with it, right? We want to be a church where the rejected are embraced, where the homeless find a home and the forgotten are the first thought. Those who have no other place in this world, find their place here that 's radical hospitality, and that 's who we want to be as a church, who we want to be as a collection of people loving Christ let's pray together. God, we love you and just thank you for the opportunity to be a part of of something um, so much bigger than ourselves God where the where the forgotten truly are the first thought. God, where you invite us, um, you invite us and it just transforms us in such a way that we want to invite everybody into your kingdom. And this is not about one particular church, but it's about your kingdom. So whether, whether folks come one time, whether they come week after week, God, just continue to inspire this radical hospitality. Help us, help us to get creative with, with what you would have us to do and how, how we should be expressing your love in this way. God, as, um, yeah, as your church in this community, help us um, to continue carrying that expression that Chapel Hill is for lovers, lovers of strangers. Love Chapel Hill is our mission um, not just our name but it's it 's the very heart of who we are so help us to just pour out um, pour out your heart among the people here in this community God we love you we praise you in Jesus name amen